The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and Friends. And welcome to the show. This is episode 183 of The Boys of Tech for Monday, the 10th of September 2012. My name is Edwin Herman. I'm joined via Skype, first of all, by Brett King. Welcome to the show, Brett. Howdy. How are you this week? Ah, uh, fine. Just fine or wrapped? Yeah, just fine. Just fine. Okay. All right. We'll just leave it. fine. So, kind of like uh, medium rare. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, let, let's tell you what, let's find out how Alec Doughty is because he also joins us over Skype. Welcome to the show, Al. I'm just fine. Yay! Actually, there's a song about that. I would like to say I feel fine today by the Kids. It's called Fine Today. I have not heard that. Well, you know, it came out in 2004. It's one of my favourite songs. It came out in 2004. Wayne Mooney, I think, is a guy who, who sort of fronts the band. And I, I even emailed him once to ask for the lyrics, and he sent them to me. I got a, a personal response back from Wayne Mooney himself Ooh. with a Word document containing the lyrics. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's okay. a nice bit of fan interaction. Yeah. Now, I must point out, of course, this is a New Zealand band. So we're talking, you know, small scale here. But, you know, Still. Um, yeah, I was, I was quite impressed. He could have just ignored me. Most people do. Indeed. We do. I do all the time. <laughs> See? Told you. Uh, look, all right, let's look at some of the stories we have this week because I think we've got some rather interesting ones. We've got a blunder on Nokia's part, what you could also call a bit of a blunder on Samsung's part, and a vulnerability in what is traditionally Apple's market. So we'll talk about those and more, kicking off with oh, the Lumia ad by Nokia. If you haven't seen this, let me just explain it to the listeners who perhaps haven't seen this. There is an advertisement for the uh, for the Lumia smartphone. There's a feature, uh, what is it called, a sta- uh, image stabilizer feature on the phone. And so there's an advertisement trying to demonstrate that. So you see someone filming, you know, someone riding a- alongside riding a bicycle, and it's all very shaky and wobbly like it would be. And then they show you with this feature turned on, and it's just as smooth as, of course... The catch is what? It wasn't real. Exactly. No. It wasn't no, filmed on the Lumia. No, you're lying. You're faking. I'm not you're faking it. That was last week. <laughs> uh, no, look. You're just making it, it up. <laughs> no, no. They wouldn't lie to us. Not they wouldn't you. lie, would they? No, no. Look, I tell you what. Look, look Google it. Look, look for the uh, fake Lumia ad by Nokia. You'll see what I mean. And by the way, how did people find out it was fake? Well, at the very, very end, just before the end of the advertisement, you see the reflection of the van which is driving next to the bicycle, um, and is obviously not being filmed by a Lumia smartphone. In fact. Nokia admitted that and and said, "Yeah, it's just reflected that, off off a window or something." Yeah, that's right. Yeah, window, yeah. yeah. So if, obviously, if it had been an intentional fake, somebody should have noticed that. 
So whoever they hired to do that mock really didn't do a very good job. So you mean if they really meant to dupe people? Oh, God, if you're going to fake it, you you do it well, at least. Not something as obvious that anybody could pick up, that there is a reflection. Obviously, nobody watched it. We are just (laughs) talking about a PR department. Precisely. We are talking about a PR department putting together something. But it's still pretty. It's (laughs) it's still pretty poor that it got passed. It shows nobody actually watched it. The technology itself has a lot of promise. Yeah, yeah, it does. But this is just going to be a big knock to it because... I actually think the Lumia 920 is going to be my next phone. Really? Yeah. Still? It's it's, it's (laughs) looking... Well, this fake advert doesn't diminish in any fact that the phone itself is going to be quite spectacular. Yeah. It's just... One of those things we see it all the time. It, uh, we've talked about it on other episodes where a foible or a faux pas or somebody's slant on something can sour everybody's reception for what would otherwise be a perfectly good device. Well, it really uh, un- undermines the trust that people put into a company when that happens. Now, Nokia have <laughs> responded. They've said, we produced a video that simulates what we'll be able to deliver with OIS. And by the way, OIS is the image stabilizer feature. Of course, hindsight is twenty twenty, but we should have posted a disclaimer stating this was a representation of OIS only. This was not <laughs> shot with a Lumia 920. We apologize for the confusion we created. I think they have since replaced that part of the, the ad with another part that was actually shot on the 920. With the yeah, OIS yeah, feature they, turned they on? Do yeah, actually yeah, exactly. Oh, and, it, and it is very nice. Right. Well, they should have done that from the start, you know? Oh, I know. <laughs> but, but that Stupid is hindsight, PR departments. Yeah. Yes, that is hindsight. Hindsight is twenty twenty, As they say. Yeah, exactly. So that was a bit of a faux pas. You know, you're, Brett, you're absolutely right. The f- it doesn't make the technology any worse at all. And as you said, you know, and, and now we've seen footage with the feature turned on, uh, you know, on a Lumia 920, and it's good. So, so you're right, Brett, it doesn't make the phone any worse or the technology any worse, but it does jeopardize the trust that people put into into a company like Nokia. And that's, yeah, that's what I, I guess the damage control mode is about now. Now, what about Samsung? You all heard about what Samsung did with the, with the bloggers? Who did they copy? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there we can forget that. Nothing to do with uh, copying, uh, of course. Uh, but I'm sure you know that you're only joking. Uh, what, you're faking it. Totally. <laughs> That's going to be a running theme. Last week, for, for listeners who who didn't catch last week's show, it, the title of the show was called "You're Faking It," and it seems like we're kind of reusing that title this time because we're saying it a lot. That's homage. Yeah. Well. Yes. So they got hold of a couple of prominent bloggers from India and they said, would you like free flights to Germany and free accommodation to attend the IFA 2012 tech show in Berlin? And of course, they, they said, yeah, sure, I'll go. And, well, you know, with the full intention to go as a reporter. Unfortunately, Samsung kind of had different plans for them. Samsung kind of wanted them to be promoters, not reporters. And they wanted them to be like yeah, fanboys, basically. Yeah. And worse still, right? This is that's only part of it. Worse still is if they didn't, they'd have to make their own way home and pay for their own accommodation. 
Oh, yeah, they didn't find that out until they got there. I know. Yeah, exactly. And that's the key here, Which isn't it? Which kind of, you know, whose muck-up was that? Was that another PR disaster? I, I think that's another PR firm doing something wrong. Oh, yeah. That, that's not good. Now, of course, Samsung are actually playing this down as a misunderstanding, apparently. But you know what? They're not the only ones that had this misunderstanding. There was another blogger from, was it France, I think? I forget now, I think it was France, who who also had the same, and I use quotes here, misunderstanding. So I, yeah. I think it's a little bit more than just a misunderstanding. I think that, yeah, I think whoever was handling that for Samsung should be fired. Yeah, that was Absolutely. bad. That because was really that bad. was, you know, these big corporations, they don't do any of that sort of stuff in-house. They, they farm it out to somebody else. And yeah. whoever that company was should never get any work again because that was just dirty. Yeah, they were dirty, not clear. Rotten. Well, the thing, look, you, you know, Samsung yes. do have Samsung do have two types of programs. One is where they, uh, you know, fly you somewhere on the understanding that you're reporting independently, and that's what these bloggers thought they were, you know, mm-hmm. going as. But they also have another program where they have promoters, a.k.a. fanboys, right? And, and that's the understanding. Of course, Samsung need to make sure it's crystal clear when they're contracting yeah, bloggers they, yeah. to go over in which the capacity is, they are exactly. going. Exactly. Oh, definitely. That has to be made crystal clear. Otherwise, uh, you Otherwise know, it's you, completely and utterly redonkulous. Yeah, exactly. You get this. So interesting, two big phone companies blundering there, Nokia and Samsung, in one week. Mm. But to uh, correct their their little PR mistake, Nokia stepped in and uh, quickly offered to cover the pair's accommodation. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, actually. yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Does that negate their other blunder? That, I thought that was. <laughs> it comes close. <laughs> it comes close, doesn't it? To the to the loop. Actually, here's a poll for you guys: Which is worse, what Nokia did with the ad? Or what, what Samsung, Samsung did, with the did by far. Worse? Uh, uh, Samsung by far, yep. Yeah, that I agree. Samsung PR blunder of sending people to a country, then telling them, okay, we've sent you here, but we're not going to send you back or give you anywhere to live unless you do this. <laughs> After the fact that they've already taken you there. <laughs> That's nasty. Is, is I believe it's called kidnapping. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a bit like that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's I'm like... Pretty sure it's, well, it's, pretty a, it's a sure bit it's kidnapping. kidnapping. It's a bit of extortion. Yeah, Exactly. It's extortion, sleight of hand. It's, yeah, it, it's it's none of these are good it's things. Wrong. <laughs> it's just it's plain wrong, it's, right? It, it's not cricket. <laughs> yeah, that's it's right. There's a saying. Cricket. There's a saying here. Uh, it's just not cricket. Of course, a lot of the rest of the uh, world, particularly in the northern hemisphere, won't understand that. Well, I think everyone the, bar at least they America won't understand. Well, they yeah, but at least they won't be understanding it because they just don't know the game. Not they call the game some other thing. Oh, yeah. Now, that's interesting because Americans do have different names for games, right? Gridiron is American football or is just football, and yeah. football is soccer. Yeah. Now, I don't know if there's any others as well, but, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. Anyway, yeah, we're not going to talk about sport. <laughs> in fact, well, actually... I, this I, is not a sport podcast n- at all. No, it isn't, although what I could slip in... Because none could of us just... know anything about sport. <laughs> I could just slip in that at the moment that the um, I went to the All Blacks game because I was working there. All Blacks versus Argentina, and the All Blacks. Oh, won. how did it 
Oh, I expected that. Yeah. Was it as bad at trouncing as they gave the Wallabies? Uh, I, I don't know what they what happened with the Wallabies. Who, who were the Wallabies? <laughs> oh, they, they came the Wallabies. You're Australian. Something, you must know. They came the Wallabies. Something <laughs> something horrendous to nil. It was quite yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, sad day. To I, that I think it was twenty. It was twenty-one-five. I think uh, against Argentina, if memory serves right. But there was actually interesting. There was a power cut because we were. I, we, I was out organising the uh, the programs and and flags that we were selling, and suddenly the power went off for a couple of seconds, came back on. But that must have been generator power because I looked outside and the floodlights for the for the stadium were off. Luckily, it was half time. It was timed beautifully, and ten minutes later, the power. The full power was restored and time for the second half. Could you imagine how big the UPS would be for uninterruptible oh, oh power yeah. supply for a stadium? Well, I dare say the UPS would only uh, need to kick in for a second whilst the generator yeah, then took over. Indeed. It only needs to last for as long as it can. It, it only needs to last for critical systems for as long yeah. as it takes the machines to turn the generators on. But you're you right. The, fl- the floodlights. You don't consider a game of football to be uh, critical? Well, it well, not keeping everything else turned on while the football <laughs> while it's kicking over. Well, strangely, nah, strangely that, that enough, stuff go to black. <laughs> strangely enough, the things that went out were the floodlights. The other lighting around the place went was on. So, well, they'd have emergency. Most of those would be those emergency. Well, they, lights, they would have been on emergency. Local batteries. The the point I'm making is that they obviously don't consider the uh, the field of play particularly important if there's no lighting for that. No, but you know those floodlights must consume a lot of power. They should use LEDs. Color watts and color... <laughs> upgrade to LEDs, yeah. All right, anyway, away from the sport and back to tech, what we were talking about, we were talking about Samsung and the bloggers, but I want to also move on and talk about some interesting gaps in what could be considered really a, a market that Apple traditionally lead. And that is, you know, the whole uh, laptop versus... Uh, I was going to say iPad, but really I should use the generic term tablet. Laptop versus tablet. Now, HP have created what you could call a hybrid of those. It's a laptop, but you can detach the screen and work it as a tablet. Mm. They're not the first to do to do something like that, but they you know, uh, pretty much every single vendor other than Microsoft's Surface are selling at least one model of the new WinRT that that are in this form factor. Yeah, but this is different. Let's get this straight. This is different to a tablet with a detachable keyboard. Yes, this is an actual laptop. This is an actual, this has, as I understand, electronics in both the keyboard part and the, the screen part. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. This yeah, is yeah. Um, I'm, I'm certain One that or two of them do, do that. that was like yeah. that last year, where it was a, was it? It was a, 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 an ARM tablet if you detached it, but if you connect, docked it to the keyboard, it became an Intel laptop again. Yeah, I think that was just one of their prototype models that they aired at um, CES. I don't think that ever hit the floor. Yeah, but I I don't think that was released as an actual product. Okay. Yeah, I do remember it probably from this CES story. Now, the reason I'm making references to Apple is because Apple have made a stance on this. They've said that there is no market for such devices. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't have a toaster and a refrigerator. Well, that was their analogy, wasn't it? You don't have a toaster and a refrigerator combined. You've got no, a toaster no. and you have a refrigerator. Precisely. No, Apple doesn't do that. Apple doesn't combine yeah. things. No, you, it looks you have what you've an got. iPad and a fully detached keyboard that you have to carry around separately. 
Well, you, yeah. know, you know what's funny? No, no, you, you have an the, iPad, and if you actually want to do computing instead of just browsing the web, you have a MacBook, which you which have paid you're also carrying around thousands of dollars for. <laughs> yeah, but you, you know what's funny here? I remember, I, I recall the keynote from some years back. It's a phone. It's an iPod. It's a mobile internet device. Remember that? And it was like one device. Yeah. We're talking yeah. the iPhone here, and that's how they introduced exactly. it. It's three in one. <laughs> so. Precisely. They, they don't like hybrid devices. No, no they of do. course not. Yeah, or whatever. Until only, well, only in certain in certain markets they like they like their hybrid devices. <laughs> I know, Otherwise, that, 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 not, the market is actually in. They're not competing in. It's a stupid idea. Until as soon they as they're in it, it convergence is beautiful. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They have their oh, iPad the market, their tablet market. They don't want to touch that. Oh, the irony! They've got their they've got their laptop market, and they don't want to touch that. So they don't want to merge those two together. Yeah, because you know you can get laptops with just touch screens, and, oh, yeah, and Apple won't even do those. They won't do those. Yeah, yeah, they oh. will not put a touch screen on their MacBooks because it is. Yeah, it converges with what they're trying with what. Oh, look, I don't know whether that is the reason, the but but certainly they won't. I, I will say this: I don't think touch is the should be the primary interface for a vertical surface, but it acts as a good supplementary interface. Oh, it's it's a great just kind of on the go sort of interface. Yep. It's like I yep. bought I got touch on my on my netbook purely because it was an available feature. And it didn't yeah. cost me anything. So I got it. But I find myself just using it for all kinds of things. It's like you're typing away for different stuff and you go, oh, the pop-up comes on the screen. Now, I can move my thumb to the trackpad, move the mouse up there, or I can just lift my index picture, the screen. Finger, touch the screen. Boom. It's brilliant. <laughs> I do that too. I do that too. It's just so such a nice feature to have. You just don't realize how quick it can make things. So I've, I've, Apple... I've had a touch touch screen on on my home laptop for such a long time now that I find myself doing that on my work laptop as well. <laughs> and it's not touch, <laughs> is it? And then nothing <laughs> yeah. The touch screen is broken. <laughs> it's not touch. It's easy how or it's amazing how how quickly these things become habit. So has Apple missed an opportunity here? Do you think? Uh, uh, I think they're ignoring it. I think it's. But couldn't they have a slice totally of this? Ignoring it. So couldn't, but they couldn't. That's my point. They could have had a slice of this market, right? If they, especially if they've gotten, if they had gotten in early. Yeah, they could have, but they didn't. But they didn't, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But all right. I mean, we all remember what they said, sort of uh, eighteen months ago, about the seven-inch tablets. It's a stupid idea. We'd never do that. And what are they like, doing with the? Yeah, but they're going to release a seven-inch within well, the next that, two months. That's the rumor. That is the rumor, of course. Yeah, yeah. That, they, they said they have been courting the idea, and, and it's completely expected that the iPhone five is going to come out with a, a, a bigger screen and be a bigger model as well. Yeah, you so, know, the thing exactly. is, you know, we, we're going to learn not to listen when Apple say, "Oh, that's a silly idea." Just ignore it yeah. because it's like, yeah, whatever. You're, you're just saying that, right? Because well, what they mean is, it's a silly idea until we do it. Yeah, until, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like it's like it's just like a child, isn't it? Yeah, she's yeah. going mine, mine, mine. No, that's dumb. No, that's dumb. I'll make one. Now that's good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've done it better, and it's 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 it, it, this one. It's a good idea now. It wasn't before. 
but it is now. All right. Look, round corners. <laughs> it's it's awesome. <laughs> Okay, look, let's move on and talk about the Raspberry Pi. It is now going to be manufactured in the UK, would you believe? In the United Kingdom. Finally, finally, from from the place where I believe the project was born. Indeed. South Wales, apparently, is where it's going to be manufactured. Uh, By Sony. Sony. Yeah, by (laughs) Sony. Sony's UK technology factory. Yeah. That's awesome. It is absolutely awesome that they're actually bringing that manufacturing to the land of its birth the thing is if they can and and this is the aim they want to uh, manufacture it for 25 and 35 dollars for the respective Mm. models if they can do that in a western country i think i mean to be honest i'm i was surprised when i I heard about this i thought ah that's going to bump up the price right but it's that is the reason why they first chose an offshore producer of this was because they wanted to keep that price and they could not find anywhere locally that would do it for that price. Now that it has actually hit market and it's shown its its growth curve, it's got now that they can actually get funding. They can find funding and yeah, backers. It's like other companies are willing to give it a go because they have seen that it can already achieve. Now they're also going to release a new version soon with some bugs that have been ironed out and some changes to features based on suggestions from users and I'm actually hanging out this this exactly what I was going to do I was going to wait for the second or possibly even the third version of this um, yeah. although you could argue for 35 US dollars I mean it doesn't really matter does it you can get all Not three really. it doesn't <laughs> yeah. really matter but I'd still hang out for the next one what are the upgrades that you've heard for the next one because I, I haven't, oh, I, haven't, haven't the no, I haven't heard of specifics no I haven't heard specifics just a general statement like that so I'm not mm-hmm. sure it's been used all over the place for introducing kids to programming and electronics and all that sort of cool stuff. Yeah, I've, stuff, I've heard there's, stuff there's a couple of schools, a couple of schools in the U.S. that are actually issuing it to every student. It's that's, basically that's good, the, the computer idea. that the students use. Yeah, it's a very cool idea. It's awesome. You get to know what you you actually get to know the device that you're using. Yeah. Kind of from the inside out. So all the school really needs to provide for each desk is a monitor. And then the kids awesome. just carry around their, their little exposed components board. Well, when my daughters get to that level at school, I'd be far more willing to get them a Raspberry Pi for 35 US dollars than an iPad. I'm sure. Yeah. For whatever it is, have dollars And they would be able to do so many more things on it. Because it's got expansion ports. You can connect like to all kinds of things to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yes, you could. You could You could indeed. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just purely thinking of the money. Could, without <laughs> having to pay for it, write little apps and just run them and give them to your friends. Indeed. No, look, I was purely thinking of the money. I don't uh-huh. want to spend any more than I have to on, on these sort of expensive gadgets for school. I mean, when I went to school, we oh, had yeah. pen, pen and paper. Precisely, and that was all you needed. Yep, ruler. Because maybe. the school should provide all of the rest of it. That's right. <laughs> anyway, this is like not this is not a parenting show. So chisels, <laughs> chisels, <laughs> stone tablet. Hey, that's yeah, what I should yeah, do. Yeah. The school recommends tablets. Yep, yeah, I'll, I'll bring a big stone tablet. Indeed, chisel. Indeed, there's your tablet. If you if your daughter's a, a piece of stone and a chisel. <laughs> that would not go down well and, at all. Of course, because it'll probably I'm be sure an there's one or two teachers so it has that to would... be an Apple tablet. So you need to give them an Apple as well. Because then it's healthy. Oh, 
<laughs> yes, that's right. An apple as in a, a fruit. Yes, I'm with you now. It yeah. took a while to sink in. Right, look, I tell you what, that's the end of the show, at least for the international stories. But I do have a couple of New Zealand stories to talk about right after this. Don't go away. All right, welcome back. Now, it has been made known a wee while ago, some months ago, that there were three people that managed to reach the third strike on the Section 92A anti-piracy clause in the Copyright Act. Which three are we talking about? The three that reached it and then the statute of limitations passed and their strikes got reset to zero or a different three? I didn't know they got reset. I thought it was the, that same three that they are going to... No, there was that. Or uh, unless they put in a last-minute thing. Oh. Uh, I will I will freely admit that I did not follow the story. <laughs> well, I'll, <laughs> the I'll, last I'll, that. I'm when not, we reported it, they had they had mere days left on the deadline. Oh, yeah, for that's the, a point. For yeah. The, yeah, no, you're right. For the copy holders to actually prosecute or, you know, actually apply to well, have to these people prosecuted. Well, here's the thing, Brett. They're, they're certainly not identifying the people yet, so I don't know which three these are, but I can tell you there are mm. three right now who have reached that third strike because they are going to be hauled in front of the Copyright Tribunal and it's mm-hmm. what has been announced is that they are all telecom customers. And they all can go, we have Wi-Fi, it wasn't us, you can't prove it. Exactly. Well. It'll either be that or it'll be a little old lady whose grandson set up the wireless for her so she could Skype and FaceTime with her grandchildren. Okay, listen. And I- the grandson didn't set it up securely enough. Tell you what, if, if any of this is over the web for a start, they can do things like, if you look at the user agent, right? If, if it's the mm-hmm. same user agent, exactly the same user agent string, no, it doesn't prove that it was that person and they're lying about this, this wireless thing. But that's just one little component that, you know, I guess, mm. you know, oh, yeah, that sets have down to do some proper. Exactly. Have to have some proper yeah, but this, this, this is the whole, really an IP really address is not a person. Exactly. It is. There's that. Ed, these aren't the first to reach strike three. They're just the first who've reached strike three that the copyright holders have actually decided to take it that step further and have them taken to the tribunal. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Taken out to the Times Square and put in the in the old stocks and pelted with in rotten the tomatoes. Stocks, yeah. Rotten tomatoes, yeah, that's the one. Exactly. So anyway, if if you are on telecom and you have, well, actually, they know who they are anyway. But um, yeah, 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 they know who they are. <laughs> it could be you. Uh, no, hang on, dirty copyright <laughs> thieves, worse than. <laughs> no, they know who they are. So anyway, they're they're all on telecom. And the other thing I was going to mention as well is that there's a fee, you know, that the copyright holders or representatives oh, yeah, yeah. of copyright the, um, holders have to pay for ISPs to issue warnings, and that's been set at twenty five dollars, and it's been announced. Uh, the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment, the MBIE, which I never knew existed in New Zealand, but apparently it does, yeah. uh, has decided that that fee will remain at $25. Oh, good. So they, they've they, listened they, to consumers so, and they've listened so to the ISPs Fox who've News been going, you know, we've lost money already on these, on these applications that you've been lodging, even at $25. So every time the copyright holder lodges the request and pays the $25 fee, the ISPs have 
Or oh, yeah, okay, so, they, yeah, so the, the ISPs say it actually costs... Even after getting the $25, it's yeah. still costing yeah. them more so, money to so buy the ISPs... $25 is a subsidised rate already. Yeah. So, so, and, and the recording industry is saying, well, actually, $25 is too high. We want it lower because we, we can't get enough It should fruit. be free or only a few cents. Yeah, that's right. Because we shouldn't pay any of that money for the investigation of this. It should all be on the ISP so that they pay for us to get stuff. Now, it should be guilty and proven innocent. And we want somebody else to pay to have that investigated. So that is it. That is going to stay at $25. And that is episode 100 and whatever it was of the Boys of Tech for this week. So, Brett, thank you very much for co-hosting the show with me. Always a pleasure, Ed. And likewise, Al, thank you once again also. I've missed it. It was good talking to you guys. Definitely good to have you back, Al. And that is it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. See you all again next week. Take care. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Arrivederci. You know, the technology is fine, and, you know, as you said, that we've now seen footage of the footage. Footage of the footage? That makes no sense. We have seen we- footage of the phone. <laughs> real, real footage, not fake footage. <laughs> yeah. Let me say that bit again. They can make the blooper real.